Today, we're chatting with a consistent performance mentor about successfully managing your health, your energy, and your habits without wearing out or neglecting yourself. You did not want to miss this one, so don't you change that dial or drop that phone. We're about to level it up and shatter the mold. Question. In a world where groupthink is the norm, others want what you've earned, and thinking for yourself will get a target painted on your back, how do you flip the script and level up your business, your money, relationships, your health, your status, and your life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan, and it's time to shatter the mold. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Shatter the Mold. Andrew S. Kaplan, really excited to be here with you today. We got an awesome interview. In fact, I've had this one on the shelf for a couple months now. It's all my fault. I just haven't gotten around to releasing it. But when you hear it, you will wonder why it took me so long, because we're about to get some really excellent advice from Killian Marquardt. Before we get there, quick update on the last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read. Thank you to everyone who continues to buy the book, who leaves those five-star Amazon reviews, and who emails me feedback, letting me know how you're liking the content and, more importantly, how you're using it. Quick welcome to anyone that found me on the USA Today article earlier this year or the Forbes article earlier this year or even the Yahoo article from last year or any other way that you've been told about me or the book. And if you've not yet had the opportunity to check out the book, you can feel free to go to lastlawofattractionbook.com. That'll auto-forward you to the Amazon listing where it's in Kindle, paperback, or audiobook. Or you can check out the free YouTube content devoted to it by going to youtube.com slash Cap. With that said, I'm going to switch mics and let's get into today's interview with Killian. Killian Marquardt is a consistent performance mentor. He helps busy, ambitious entrepreneurs and business owners transform into energized, high-performing leaders who don't burn out while scaling. The core of his work is in helping his clients master energy, health, and productivity so that they can achieve true consistency with the habits and actions that they know they should be doing on a regular basis but are having a hard time sticking with. Through their work with Killian, these entrepreneurs learn to grow their business without neglecting themselves, others, or their health, and they learn to reliably scale and grow their businesses without any worry of burnout. I'm sure he has a lot of awesome insights to share with us. So without any further ado, Shatter the Mold warmly welcomes Killian Marquardt. Killian, thanks so much for being here and welcome to Shatter the Mold. I'm really happy to be here and excited. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on the show. And yeah, let's do it. Yeah, thank you. So um, the audience already knows, like, as as we jump into this, that, you know, they're, you're basically you're a consistent performance mentor, which is, you know, another way of saying you're, you know, you're helping people, you know, manage their energy, manage their health, manage their productivity, really get themselves in a place where they can stay in their business and they can work on their business without neglecting themselves, without neglecting their health, without neglecting all the things, the foundational pieces that people really need if they're going to be uh, successful moving forward anyway. And I'm wondering, I guess, before we dive in and, and try to get some of your best insights, like what brought you down this path that you're serving people in this specific way? Yeah, for me, just I shared that somewhere else before, and it's just in a nutshell. For me, I I studied business actually myself. So I don't know how many uh, people who are in entrepreneurship now actually also went to university. I I went to university, I studied business. And for me, I thought, yeah, I want to work in like, you know, like in a marketing firm, maybe, you know, like have this high prestigious job. And maybe, you know, that was my idea when I was a teenager. And uh, then I was working in this multinational company in Germany, like big 
name. And um, so I was working there in an internship and I had like, you know, like a suit on and outside were this, these big company cars and it looked all great. And, but from the inside, it was so different. I, I didn't like the job so much and it was more like a nine to five thing. And for me, the trigger point was when I talked to my colleagues. So they had been working there for many years and they had been doing these things and they made good money. They had like a, a luxury, right? Status symbols. But the problem for them was they didn't look at all fulfilled and they didn't have time for anything else. And I'm sitting there, you know, like 18, 19, 20 years old. And I was thinking like, oh, I don't want to end up like that. Like money, luxury, that's all great. But not if you don't have any, anything, any time for anything else, like for your health, for your relationships, for hobbies and so forth. And for me, I would say that was the trigger point. That was the turning point where I say, oh man, you got to do something. And then I went down that route, working on myself more, realizing I want to do my own thing. I'm not made for nine to five. And, and then I developed uh, what I'm doing now, became better at these things. And now I, I uh, teach people and help them to, to achieve that. Mm. And it's, it's so interesting to hear you describe it that way. I, I can remember back year, years ago when I was doing like both a nine to five and a side hustle. And I remember I was in this really fancy hotel and I was responsible for training them how to use a, a new software for running things the right way. And they put me up in the hotel. And I remember there was just, there was so much that week was so hectic keeping up with email there was this level of incredibly intense anxiety, but mm. I was like in the lap of luxury. And it gave yeah. me, like you saying that reminded me of that story, kind of gave me this insight, like, wow, like if I'm in a mansion of my own and all I'm doing is feeling anxiety, I can't enjoy, you know, the widescreen TV and the nice rug and, and whatever it might be. So yeah. I, I really connect with what you're saying there. there. There's something to be said about succeeding in a way that you can actually enjoy it and you're not mm. worn out. And I mean, I imagine for you, it's a combination of managing your yourself, but also managing your diet. Is that is that a fair way of, of putting that? De definitely. It's it's managing yourself. It's managing your energy. And it in the end, it's managing especially your habits. So what you do on a consistent basis, because that really determines how you feel, how you think right? This is what, what you do consistently is in the end what kind of turns out to be you in the end. And this is also closely related to your mindset. If you make time regularly to sit down and relax and look at what you're grateful for, you're going to be mentally much more sane than if you're all the time regularly checking emails and each morning you're distracted, right? These are the two paths two different habits you can go and you have these different uh, paths that uh, you can do in each day right you, you're going to go down that route or that route right you have that at nearly every part of the day and so what I help people with is to understand their behaviors to understand their habits and align them such that they go down these paths of better habits of better choices of better behaviors which will then of course turn to better ways of thinking better actions, and also, of course, um, better feelings, right? Less anxiety, more energy, more fulfillment, and so forth. And that's a summary of what I do. Right. And, and hearing you speak, it sounds like, I don't know, if we call it the most important part, but certainly the foundation is really beginning the day on the right foot, being in a good mental place where you don't begin the day worn out, you don't dive into email right away. But instead, maybe you meditate, maybe, maybe you do a gratitude practice, you do something to center yourself. 
in a consistent, healthy way so that when you do dive into the workday, you're doing it a lot more efficiently and it doesn't feel like you're carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders. For sure. And I would highly agree with that. The way you start your day largely determines how your day will turn out. Mm -hmm. And that's for sure. And then the other thing is your day actually doesn't start in the morning. You actually, your day starts actually the night before. And what I mean by that is that if you don't manage to uh, ensure proper recovery, if you work late at night, if you're stressed out all night, your sleep will suffer. You will have anxiety, you will have thought loops. And then of course, next morning, you will still uh, suffer from that and you will not have the, the right energy um, to, to crush your day, basically. Mm -hmm. So I always say that proper day starts with the proper relaxation the night before. And that of course make, needs you to have a good wind down routine to make sure you're ending work not too late and you know be stressed with emails all the time. And then you'll see to get that good sleep, you actually need to have the morning before have these habits like getting sunlight, getting some movement, right? And so forth. And this means that everything is connected. That's what I always say. People think, okay, well, I do this little thing in my day and that's it. No, your whole day is a system, right? What you do right now will impact what you, you, your sleep probably tonight, right? If you are stressed all the time, you're sitting in the house all day, not leaving the house, you're not moving enough, your sleep will suffer. Your sleep will suffer, your productivity will suffer, right? So it's all connected. And the easiest way to get started for people right now listening to this, for example, wanting to make a change is, I always like to say, start with the beginning and the end of your day, right? Because throughout the day, it's very busy and things happen here and there, and you cannot really control it always. But you can mostly control what you do at the beginning of your day when you're like in your home and how you end your day, right? So that's a good start. And that's also very effective because that's how you um, start the day should be proactive, not reactive. And then when you end the day, it should be focused on relaxation and making sure you're, you know, like protecting your sleep, especially, right? So these are two things. And the first thing you can do going forward, if you want to take away something from this conversation right here, make sure the first thing you do is not checking your phone. And instead, <laughs> instead, do something else like, get out, do some, some yoga, do some five minute stretching or, you know, like go around the block or <clears throat> open the window or put a nice book you like to read, put it directly next to your bed and go ahead with that. Right. So this is something which I in immediately uh, uh, encourage you to implement. And this will already make a big difference. Nice. Nice. That, you know, it's interesting because it sounds so simple, but most people like they're so glued to their phone, they get, you know, that they get that dopamine hit or whatever it might be that tells them like, no, I've got to check my messages, things are going, they don't realize the power of just a five minute meditation of what it might do. Um, and it also sounds to me hearing like what you're saying, it sounds like, you know, it's not so simple to shift everything about your life on, on a dime. But you know, you can fix your morning and you could fix your evening. And all of a sudden, you're creating these foundational points to then build on top of that and then to do more intentional things, then worry more about your diet, then worry more about your productivity in that center part of the day. Is that a fair way of putting it? It is definitely a fair way. You want to get started with what I call kind of the 80-20 fixes, right? It's like in a gym, you don't want to bother about fancy equipment or little supplements here and there if you don't have the foundations down. And you have a few fixes in your day that already largely contribute to more proactivity, more energy, more focus. 
And these fixes are, for example, that you have a certain time in your evening where you stop watching screens. And that has to be a hard stop, right? Otherwise, you could always five minutes more on Instagram, five minutes more on Facebook. Like it, it's a never ending loop, right? So you need to have hard stop and measures in place that actually say, boom, now wind down time screens off right like this has to be a fixed time it has to be a ritual in your day and this makes a massive uh, difference because imagine you have this strong trigger in your evening which triggers you no more technology and then it serves as a signal for something else maybe you spend time with your girlfriend wife children whatever it is or you spend some time okay i'll read the book that i always wanted or i'll, I'll sit down and, and do some stretching take care of some neck pains that i have see so many um, entrepreneurs having neck issues, headaches and so forth because they, they really sit all day and really don't take care of their body. Like you can do so many things in the evening that help you to then recover more if you have such a little ritual that triggers that, right? Like, like having this wind down time. And the same thing in the morning, the sheer fact of having a little morning routine instead of immediately jumping into technology can really be a sp an upward spiral in your whole day. Imagine instead of doing the phone thing, you got out of bed and you did like five push-ups, just five push-ups, immediately five push-ups. Next thing, immediately make your bed, open windows, get sunlight in, go to the fridge, get some water, hydrate with like some sea salt and lemon juice. Boom, you feel already a bit powered up. Maybe you get a journal, go on the balcony, go on the window, open the window, journal down some thoughts, right? Journal down some ideas, what you're grateful for. And then you like, boom, boom, boom. You feel that suddenly you're in a much more proactive and energetic um, way of acting than if you were just being let down that path of fire here, fire there, right? Mm -hmm. And this, this is what I always say that one thing connects to the other and it really helps you to have a day that is simply being lived in a way that is more proactive and is more in line with who you want to be and in line with your goals, right? Mm -hmm. And then you can still, of course, then later check your emails and do that kind of thing. But you want to have some structure in the morning and then you can step-by-step, step, of course, structure your day more and more. But this little foundation in the morning and the evening that should always be protected. Right. Now I hear you say this, and obviously I'm assuming you take your own medicine and you ascribe to the same stuff and, and you do this, you have a morning and you have an eating routine. I'm curious, how long did it take you to establish that healthy habit? And I only ask that because I assume first time you did it the first three, five days, it wasn't such an automatic thing. And you may, and I'm assuming you've struggled, like what, how long did it take you to kind of get in that mode? And was there anything, any insights that you had along the way that might help other people that are going to try to do this for themselves? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question because it's all about taking action and making sure you implement these things. And the biggest thing I would say I learned is, so number one, when I try to implement things by themselves without context, then it was difficult. So what do I mean by that? Let me give an example. When I, for example, said, okay, I heard this meditation thing is good. Let me try this that might help me have less anxiety and, you know, be less stressed, be more focused and so forth. Let me try this. I actually know people who told me, Killian, I tried to meditate and I told them, okay, how did you go about it? Yeah. I put it into my asana or my to-do list and I said, meditate today. 
And I said, okay, that, that was your plan? Like, that's it? And I was like, okay. Yeah. And he said, how did it work? No, it didn't work out well. I, I stopped after a few days. And I said, that's exactly how it went for me in the beginning. So the biggest problem is you don't have a context. And I explained in a second what that means. And the second thing is you don't have a plan. Like, how are you going to go about it? So what do I mean by context? If you don't implement the new thing that you want to do, into your day, into the setting of your environment, then you will be doomed to fail. So the thing you got to do is you got to find, okay, when is it going to happen? How is it going to happen? What will trigger the action? How can I make it more rewarding? How can I make it more satisfying? How can I make it easier? Like this is a great book about this by, uh, by James Clear, Atomic Habits, really, really great book, dives deeper into that. And this is what you got to ask yourself. And many people, they're a little bit overwhelmed by this. And, you know, they don't really have a framework how to implement this. But this is just a checklist. And I go through that with my clients and say, I define that for yourself. When is it going to happen? Where do you meditate? For how long, right? After what time in your day, right? Is it after the shower, maybe? Super awesome. You come out of the shower anyway. You walk out of the bathroom. Oh, there is a meditation pillow. You just have to sit down. Interesting. Just five minutes. After that, you will always get your nice tea and sit down at your desk. Boom. We have a super nice reward adjusted to it. And this is how you create strong habits. So mm -hmm. when people tell me, okay, the first three, five days were difficult, it is because they are running on willpower. They're, they're running on like, okay, I have to force myself. Like, okay, oh, nearly today I forgot it nearly. Oh, the meditation thingy, let's do it real quick. You know, but there's no plan behind it. And that's the whole thing that whatever you're trying to do right now, you need a plan. You need to set up routines. Routines are batches of habits, are habits batched together, which then allow your brain to actually go into autopilot and do it without any willpower. And suddenly you're there like, oh, I just meditated. I, I took a cold shower and I, I did some, some exercise and it feels awesome. So this is it. When it comes to, to these things, people always talk about discipline, right? You have to discipline yourself and be disciplined. But actually, it's the other way around. Discipline is not something you do or have. Discipline is just something that ensues. It's a byproduct. It's just something that you see someone and he's like super routined and he does it every day. And then you say, wow, that person is disciplined. He just shows up all the time. But it's not because he forces himself like with like a stick, like do it. No, it's just it has become such a strong habit. And this strong habit is established by him establishing good routines in the environment, having a solid plan. Also, of course, knowing why he or she is doing it. The macro motivation is very important as well. And that's how you go about it. That's how you're super consistent with something. Hmm. You know, I hear you say that, and it's almost like the whole key to this is being strategic. It's an understanding who you are as a person. It's understanding your strengths and your weaknesses. It's understanding things that inspire you, things that motivate you, and things that repel you. And it's strategically setting up the conditions so that success is inevitable and failure is impossible. Yeah. 100%. I couldn't have said it any better. It's you want to make the thing that you desire to do the path of least resistance. Mm -hmm. If you if you want to eat less cookies, well, put the cookies away in some <laughs> in some locker. So, you know, it becomes the path of a lot of resistance because you can't go there. And especially nowadays in times of social media, well, 
these tools are designed to hijack us to yes. get our attention. It's like there's great uh, Netflix thing, like the social dilemma and, you know, all these um, uh, Silicon Valley engineers talking about how to hijack your attention. Just think about it. All these notification dots are red. What does this red remind you of, man? It looks like blood. It looks like, you know, something that really triggers your attention to, to, to get to and like you want to click on it. Right. So that's the thing. And, with that technology being too hijacking, you got to find measures to set the conditions so you're not getting hijacked. Simple trick, you, for example, put your phone into airplane mode in, uh, in the evening before you go to bed, right? This is like one trick you can do or you just put in an air, app blocker and you have, for example, only emergency channels for like your dearest family and so forth that so they can call you. But apart from that, all these apps are blocked, right? So these are things people don't think about because they just think, oh, yeah, let me just not check it. I'll just not check it. I'll just focus on my work. But then you always grab it and, you know, and you're distracted. So it's really about being strategic and designing your environment properly. I like it. I like it. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because I imagine th this all goes in degrees. Like there's the ideal way of doing it, but then there's also like, well, if you haven't built yourself up yet to the ideal way, you could at least still implement. You can, again, you can do the morning, you can do evening. Like me personally, because I know besides my audience, I'm sure your audience will be hearing this interview as well. I have a, a, a daily routine where me, a friend and I, we text each other. We send each other a message on our iPhones, just listing everything we're grateful for that day. That's our gratitude exercise. Mm -hmm. And for me, there's two pieces. One, there's a social commitment it isn't that I'm like, I'm not just doing it for me. I'm doing it for this other person. So this extra pressure forces me into doing it. And then I get to feel gratitude, but also I've built it into my habit where I won't do it anywhere. I'll do it on a walk around the block. So I'm, I've not only installed this social obligation to feel gratitude and lift my spirits, but I've also done it to a point where now I also have to take a walk. Like if I get a message from him waiting, it might be waiting right now. Cause sometimes he goes, sometimes he gets me first. Sometimes I get him first. If it's waiting now, even after we're done, I'm not just going to reply. I'm going to get up and walk around and do it on my walk around the block. So mm. I, I found these, these little tricks and these little, um, you know, tactics as a way of getting me doing this thing. So I really appreciate what you're saying. And I want to give that example for people listening because I, again, I'm sure you have a really good game plan, but also there's more than one way to, to uh, skin a cat. And I think it's really important. I'm sure you would agree. You got to do this anyway, any which way that you can in order to start getting results and make things easier for yourself. hundred mm -hmm. percent. And one thing I want to add to that is that that's something you mentioned before. It, it's correlated to your level of self-awareness. And the, the idea is the following. People deal with expectations differently. And there's a great book about this um, by Gretchen Rubin. Um, it is, what was the name of it? The Four Tendencies. Um, and it's basically that you can categorize people by how they deal with expectations from outer, from other people and by themselves, right? So inner expectations and outer expectations. And there's, for example, people who resist um, inner expectations but they really go in line and comply with outer expectations these are these people who try to you know make it right for everybody they try to they are really good with accountability you need to tell them okay that's what you have to do we have this rule and they would rather neglect themselves as being for example um, not complying to a rule or accountability set for themselves and if you know that you have that tendency 
that you neglect yourself, well, then you bring in someone who gives you that accountability and then helps you actually to take care of more of yourself by looking at what you're grateful for, right? Or looking at the things you can do today to, you know, have better balance in your life and so forth. So that's always important. Understanding, okay, what are my tendencies? There's other people, they are a little bit more rebels. They, you know, like they, um, they don't want to do any kind of expectations on themselves, outer or inner. Sometimes they rebel against their own expectations and so forth. So there's different, there's different ways, but understanding that you can find strategies that work for you. And that's super important. Not, not, nobody is the same. Everybody's different, but it's really about finding a strategy that works for yourself. Love it. Love it. Switching gears a little bit. Where does food come into play with this? Are there specific things that you recommend that people have in their diets so that they have more energy so they do sleep better um, depending on time of day or, or anything else? For sure. You, food is a huge topic. And um, I, I don't want to prescribe people the, the one diet or anything like that because there is not, no such thing because it people are made up um, differently in terms of their genetics and ways of uh, digesting different kinds of food. For some people, a more, uh, more fat-based diet is better. For other people, it's, it's more, um, they, they want to have more plants. There's, there's different things, and right? You have to experiment a little. But with that being said, there is some frameworks or some ground rules which apply, from my experience, to everybody. And that is simply the fact that you want to focus on largely unrefined, unprocessed food. If you eat a lot of sugary food, a lot of refined food, that is something that your body simply cannot deal with well, it will result in short spikes or in short, maybe short um, periods of focus, but then you will then crash again. That's, for example, the case with sugars, with other things like trans fats, your body can't deal with at all. It's industrially uh, altered fats, for example, found in some frozen foods like frozen pizzas and things like that. Your body can't deal with that. And then long-term, you will see pains and aches. You will suddenly start to feel that your body is not as um, able of producing energy as it could be. You will feel brain fog. Your neurotransmitters are out of balance. Also Mm -hmm. a fascinating topic um, because you, for example, eat food that, you know, like might just keep your insulin spiked all the time. There's lots of components that are uh, related. And the easiest thing you can do, and I do this on purpose to not say any kind of diet people should have. For example, for me, what I recommend personally is a largely plant-based diet, but then still having um, animal products which are of high quality. So you don't want to go to that um, shop and get like this, you know, this like low quality meat that has been, you know, like animal farmed and torture and things like that. That's horrible. But you want to find like some high quality, maybe some grass fed beef and you eat that just not so much or you go for some wild fish um, that has been fi- like, you know, found uh, or, or catched um, sustainably. Right. And the way I'm saying this, this is the easiest way to get started with. You just step-by-step step reduce things like baked goods, like refined foods, like, you know, like very refined flour, refined pasta, like sugary goods. You remove that simply because it's very deficient in, 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 in minerals and vitamins and things like that. And it's also just gives you too quick of a spike and it's not focused on long-term energy for, for your day. So you reduce that. And you just make sure you're getting more servings of uh, fruits and vegetables. 
and you just improve the quality of the, the, the proteins and fats that you in, take in. And that's the first step. And then apart from that, you can get more advanced step by step. There's lots of things you can do. But um, that's the first thing. And then you also look into how you uh, structure your nutrition. And we can look also into that, how you, for example, what you eat when and so forth. But that's just in a, in a nutshell, the first thing I would do. Right. And in, based on what we were talking about before hearing you say this, there's also a strategy there that you want to implement if possible. Like, you know, for all the, you know, really highly paid entrepreneurs out there, you know, have the, the high quality food delivered. Don't go in a supermarket where you're surrounded by those temptations, you know, like have situ like any which way you can control this and, and have more, you know, the good stuff in front of you and less of the bad stuff in front of you, by all means, take that step, right? hundred percent. And it's, that's the first step. I know a lot of people who say, if I didn't have the food at home, like the chocolate uh, cookies, I wouldn't eat it. But then they go into the supermarket and now oh, let's grab some, you know, and yep. that's exactly right. <laughs> you want to then either if you're an entrepreneur and you think about um, outsourcing and all these things, that's a mindset shift as well. In your business, you're delegating, you're hiring, you're doing all these things. And in your personal life, you're not doing it, right? In personal life, why don't you get someone who, who delivers your food? Uh, or even if you like want to go very fancy, you could even hire a chef um, yeah. and give the, the person a recipes or like a housekeeper and so forth. Um, it depends, of course, a little bit where you are and what options you have for these things and access to what kind of uh, supermarkets and so forth. But you should be able to take charge of your nutrition. And that's, again, a mindset thing that... I always like to say that entrepreneurs and business owners are kind of the new athletes, you know, you want to make sure that you treat your body like, like an athlete would do. And he goes to the gym regularly, he has mindfulness practice, he makes sure his sleep is good, he makes sure the food he puts in his body is great. And that's the same thing, because an athlete has a lot of um, things he has to do for for his body, right, to make sure he's able to to, um, to show the best performance, but the same thing for entrepreneurs. There's a lot of stress with, uh, on, your, on your day. It's very taxing, so you got to do the same. And in terms of nutrition, what I would say as well is something I do myself that can help you guys a lot as well is like consider meal prepping as well. There's like tons of foods which you can easily prepare in advance and you can store them either in the fridge or the freezer for a few days there will not nothing be lost in any kind of vitamins or anything like that if it's just a few days. And um, that's a very convenient way because I know a lot of people, they struggle with the food because they don't, again, have no strategy, don't prepare it. And then it's lunchtime and like, oh, I'm hungry. If nothing here, nothing there, nothing prepared. And then, oh, let me just order something real quick or just grab a bag or something, you know. And that's also something you want to avoid that you have these strategies already in place. Fair enough. Cool. So we've covered like a bunch of stuff here and, and I've done this intentionally just because you have so many insights to share across the board of what it means to be productive and, and not burn out and, and, you know, basically manage yourself the right way. I'm wondering with what we've discussed already, is there anything that you thought might be important to cover that we haven't had the opportunity to touch on yet? Mm -hmm. So I would say what's very important, uh, we touched a little bit on that is, is the mindset component, knowing also that there's more to this, knowing also that there might be deeper reasons why you do the things that you do. And what I mean by that is, for example, if you find a tendency that you have tendency to burn yourself out and you think that's a recurring pattern in your life, 
and you find yourself, for example, working late until the evenings and you still have the feeling of not working enough, you might even feel a bit guilty, things like that, of not working enough. Then these are things where you gotta got to dive, uh, dive a bit deeper. These are things which are often, from my experience, my coaching and so forth, have a root also in, the, in your upbringing, in the beliefs you have been implanted by surroundings, parents, teachers, and so forth, that you're only good enough if you work, right? You're only good enough if you produce, you know, like you're only if this conditional thing. And this is something I found many, especially male entrepreneurs, when they, for example, had a difficult relationship with their dad and didn't have the guidance there that they, they might have wished for, and then that's the reason why they got into entrepreneurship in the first place to mm -hmm. prove it to others, you know, like this creating this, this masculine energy and live that out there. And so ask yourself, what is really driving you, right? Sometimes we're just caught up in our day to day and we don't really take a bird's eye view on what we're actually doing, right? And so taking these deeper questions, um, asking yourself why you do what you do, what's been driving you understanding also how beliefs from your childhood are still impacting you. I think that's a very valuable um, thing to do. And you can also do that on a monthly basis, on a quarterly basis. What I recommend is to do that at least at the, on a yearly basis. I, I myself, for example, use a tool that is called um, Year Compass. It's a free PDF you can download, year, yearcompass.com. Great guys who are curating that. And it's a way where you look back on your past year and you plan the next year ahead. And this is also a time where you can ask yourself, okay, what are my patterns been this past year? What are things that are which recurring things I could improve and so forth. And this kind of more thinking, this more mindset kind of deeper diving approach away from this day-to-day -day, uh, rush. This is something I would encourage everybody to do because you will probably find some good answers there. I love it. You touched on a lot of things there. I think there's an important piece where there there is a virtue to busyness and a virtue to being burnt out that people don't realize they assign virtue to that. They assign self-worth, whether it's based on the relationship with the parents or based on societal programming or whatever else. So I think um, you raised some really good points there. And you also raised a wonderful point of like checking in and, and having a level of self-awareness that if it's not coming naturally, you intentionally go through a process yearly or quarterly or whatever to go through. So the, these are really some tremendous insights. Um, we're, we're almost done here, but before we go, obviously I want to check in. If like people wanted to connect with you specifically, Killian, learn more, maybe uh, just you know work with you, what's the best way for them to get in touch if they wanted to? For sure. You can just um, add me on Facebook if you want to. That's Killian Market um, on Facebook. And apart from that, I also have a free Facebook group there you can join. It's the group for high-performing business owners. You will find that on my profile. And apart from that, if you want to work closely with me together, check out also KillianMarket.com. That's my first name, last name.com. And you will also find there a free checklist if you type in KillianMarket.com slash checklist where I describe all the best habits and, and tricks I implement in my day to actually have an ideal workday. Free, free tool you can download for yourself, print it out, put it in your office, see if you take a few of these things. And yeah, that's, that's a, a starting point. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. I'll, I'll make sure that these links go in both the audio and, and the video of this, and especially with the free tool. That's really cool for you to share. Um, so last question, um, just, you know, based on, 
the types of people you work with and based on the types of problems that you see, obviously not speaking to people out there listening right now, is there some kind of high value top piece of advice that you want to share with people that you think is going to have the most, most impact for people listening so they can improve their own lives and their own productivity? Mm. I would say the biggest productivity booster, I have to say it, is sleep. So I don't know how much you talked about this, but if you're just protecting one thing going forward in your day, make sure you develop this hunger for better sleep. Remember when you were younger and you woke up once and you felt like, wow, that was amazing sleep and you felt really good. When was the last time you had that? Really be honest with yourself right here. And if that's been a while, then really ask yourself, man, I really want this again, right? Great podcast by um, Matthew Walker and Joe Rogan about uh, why it's important to sleep well. Check that out. And then take some of the nuggets we talked about right now. I don't want to leave you guys with some inspirational quotes. doesn't matter. Just take some of these nuggets we talked about for better sleep, right? The evening routine, the shutdown, the relaxation, and so forth. And just focus on your sleep. Just protect the length, protect the relaxation beforehand, and get started with that. Make that your priority for the next two, three, four weeks and see how that will improve your life. That's the, the biggest tip I have for you. I love it. Killian, this has been an awesome talk. Thank you so much for, for coming on, for sharing these insights and for uh, teaching me a thing or two about this and really helping people facilitate a better way for themselves. Andrew, it's been my pleasure. Thank you so much, Killian. Really awesome advice. And uh, I hope everyone's paying attention and taking notes. Uh, guys, I'm, of course, going to leave that uh, information. You left the checklist link in the YouTube description and at shatteredandmoldpodcast.com where this episode resides. I'll also leave one or two other links for him. I recommend taking a closer look at what Killian's doing because if you ask me, he really does know his stuff. And uh, also a quick reminder before I get out of here, if you want to check out my book, The Last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read, you can feel free to go to lastlawofattractionbook.com. That'll auto-forward you to the Amazon listing. Or you can go to youtube.com slash Cap. Check out the free content there. With that said, thanks as always for stopping by. Thanks for listening and stay tuned. We've got more awesome guests on the way. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Shatter the Mold at www.shatterthemoldpodcast.com. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan, and it's time to shatter the mold.